Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Today, we have on with us Sadie Kurzban. She is the founder and CEO of 305 Fitness, my personal favorite dance cardio workout. Hi, Sadie. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. We are so excited. I have to gush just for a second. I've been a 305 junkie for a really long time. I found it um, my sophomore year of college, and I'm not kidding. It saved my life. That's amazing. In in what way? I just... We're going to get into dance and mental health in a little bit, but truly like, you know, college is like such a stressful time and having 305 to go to every week, it was, it was the biggest stress relief for me. Like whenever I was worried about like a test or an essay or like anything going on socially, like I would just go to 305 and it would change my mood completely. Like it literally saved, like I would not have been able to get through college the way I did without it. I love it. That's amazing to hear. It's Yeah, it's incredible. So everyone's going to hear all about the amazing things about 305 in a second, but I'm personally such a junkie. I love it. But anyway. Having you on the show since we, we started this almost a year ago yeah. now, and we made like a dream guest list, and you were you were on there. So it's <laughs> amazing. I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Sadie, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, and how old you are. Sure. So uh, my name is Sadie Kurzban. I'm 31. I'm originally from Miami. That's the 305 area code. And I started 305 right in college. I graduated Brown in 2012 and launched the business immediately moving to New York City. I had won a business pitch competition and took that money to just lay the groundwork of what I hope will become an empire someday. Oh, it will be. (laughs) Incredible. That's so cool. So you said, so you knew you wanted to create this like growing up and in college? Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely in college is where my my enthusiasm for it grew. I was teaching group fitness classes mm-hmm. and I started just by teaching basically like Zumba classes and cycling classes and I couldn't really grow a following. And once I started to make these DJ like mixes and it wasn't stop and start, it just became sort of like what the classes today, like really spontaneous and fun and always on your feet and more like a dance party, less like a fitness class. That's yes. when I started to see the classes really grow. So Grew the classes a ton on my college campus. And from there, I just had this conviction that maybe the world needed this message of radical inclusivity and self-love and that we needed to see that more in the fitness industry. So took it upon myself to launch the brand. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so cool. And what led you specifically to the type of how do I wear the type of style that you have with 305 Fitness? So I would describe the style as easy to follow, some hip hop, some kind of like jazz, but mostly it's just high energy aerobics. It kind of combines fitness. So you'll see like some jump squats and stuff like that, but mostly it's just rhythmic dancing to the beat, easy to follow. Don't need to be a dancer to know it. I felt like the world of both fitness and dance were quite exclusive and elitist. It feels like to be a dancer, there's like a certain way that you have to point your toes. And I just wanted this to feel more like a dance party. Yeah. And it certainly does. There's a lot of twerking in the best way possible. And I love like every class that you're in, every instructor always is like, if you can't follow along, just like shake your booty. Cause it's exactly. just- 
it's it's the best environment. And I mean, speaking of the environment and going back to kind of what I mentioned before about the mental health aspect of it, I've tried a lot of different fitness classes throughout my my young life. I'm only 25, but <laughs> I've tried a lot of different fitness classes. And exercise, we know endorphins, it's good for your mental health, but there's just something that I have found that I know you have found because you've created it about dance. What is it about dance and especially dancing in a room full with other people that is so that is just so incredible for your mood your mental health what is it about dance well i think dance is very communal so unlike cycling or running or a lot of these other modalities that you do on your own it's just so fun to dance with people and it helps you feel connected to people it helps you lower your guard down it's hard to take yourself so seriously when you're dancing so i think for those reasons that just allow you to see other humans as humans in a world where empathy is really lacking and where we've really become quite tribalistic and very suspicious and paranoid of other people I think that dancing allows this opportunity just to see people for people. I also think dancing is incredible for the mind, the, your mental health. It, um, yes, mental health in terms of emotion and attitude and self-confidence because you allow yourself to strip yourself of your identity. You get to express this alter ego. You get to be Beyonce. You get to be whoever you are. And it allows you to step outside of all of these things, which is really just our ego that keep us down. Mm -hmm. And then finally, in terms of the mental aspect, there's actually a lot of studies that show that exercise in general is great for preventing the onset of dementia and Alzheimer's, but dancing in particular, because of the way that your brain has to fire in new ways and connect different movements with different patterns, it's not a monotonous activity like cycling or like running. You're always kind of challenging your body to understand what's going on. You've probably sensed that from doing a 305 class when you can't figure out the move and then your body finally gets it. Yep. It literally rewires your brain in new ways. So it's it's so amazing for your mind, your spirit, your body, it for your community. It really is such an untapped modality and one that I'm really passionate about expanding. Yeah, definitely. And especially the whole like community aspect of things that you're talking about. Um, I will be honest, Julia has talked about 305 for so long and I will be real. I admire you so much, but I've been so nervous to try one because I'm like, oh, I'm not a dancer. I'm not coordinated. <laughs> like any of those things. She's like, she goes on YouTube and, and there are some YouTube classes and all this stuff. But yeah, I've been nervous. So anyway, it's very, and I love exercise. So it's very validating and comforting to know that you don't really need to have skill. It's just about showing up, having fun and just getting some movement in. Um, and going off of that a little bit, I know Julia shared with me that making fitness fun, self-love, like you've said yourself and like body confidence are all really huge components to 305. So why do you believe that this is so important? And why do you choose to encompass that and what you're doing? Well, I grew up like so many young girls really obsessed with my body, really thinking that my worth was wrapped up in my body, not aware that there were all these other things to appreciate about myself and just spending spent really so much of my life counting my calories, thinking about when my next meal was going to be and if it was the right proportions and if I was doing it right and, and living my life, not really my life, I was just living a set of rules. So I think that this is a really important message because it not only teaches people that their worth is more than their bodies, that fitness doesn't need to be an opportunity to just change. We have this obsession in our culture with discipline and with transformation instead of just acceptance for who we are in the moment. I think that that's a really important message to spread. And I also think that when people can access that and tap into that, it then empowers them in all aspects of their life to speak up more, to connect with themselves more, to advocate for themselves more. So I'm really proud of what we've built because I think that we're building an army of people that are trying to think about things differently. 
Julia, I get it now. I really get right? it. <laughs> yes. Right? Why I've been gushing for so many years. Yes, I get it. That's so beautiful. And I and I have to agree so much. I think there's a lot in the fitness industry that puts so much unnecessary pressure on people to solely move their bodies in order to change their bodies. And the fact that you're able to be one of the people that puts together something so beautiful that helps people respect and accept and even and maybe even love their bodies and celebrate what they're able to do and push themselves to do is incredible. So thank you for being part of that because I'm certain people are really benefiting from it. Yeah, I feel like whenever I, you know, whenever I went to a 305 class, my intention of go- once I did my first class or two, my intention of going was never like, I need to go to this class to like make my body look a certain way. It was always like, I need to go to this class because I need to go and have some fun right now and like stress relief and let and get strong and like be strong in myself and in my body no matter what's going on around me and whatever stress or, or mental health thing I'm dealing with like the class the community it just makes you feel like you're there for a bigger purpose and yeah you you know you might tone up in the meantime but the what we Brenda and I always talk about it's not about what you do it's about why you're doing it and I feel that so deeply with 305, which is why I literally tell tell everybody I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, another thing that I love about the community is that it's so diverse. It's so inclusive. Why was this so important to you? And how have you put together a team that upholds this belief? Well, inclusivity is just important as a personal value and I think is becoming important culturally as well, which I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. I have to say I've learned a lot. I'm not perfect in any way. People on my team are always teaching me more and we definitely have more room to grow to really live up to our mission. I would say we're not even close to what kind of impact we want to be making long term. But 305 is based on this premise that basically the world as we know it is made up of a bunch of rules. They were made to benefit some people more than others. And so we look at people a certain way through that lens and through this ladder that we've created of different hierarchies Mm -hmm. of who belongs and who doesn't, of who's worthy of respect and who isn't. And so as a fundamental value, inclusivity or the idea that everybody is a somebody really matters. If if we care about changing our own sense of self-worth, it can't be at the expense of putting other people down. So that's what inclusivity means to us. We've tried to hire, recruit, and retain people from all walks of life because obviously representation matters. I would say we definitely have some room to grow in this way, but it's definitely a core value that we strive to uphold every day. That's incredible. I just love the way that you that you phrase that and especially making everybody feel like a somebody. That one really held true. <laughs> um, so speaking of community, feminism, LGBTQ plus rights and other social causes that are at the forefront of your mission, Julia was saying she's made sweat sexy and political. <laughs> um, so has this in always the way. in the best way? Um, has this always been part of your mission? I think we've seen even trends in this past past few months that some companies don't take a public stance on social beliefs out of fear of losing clientele or anything like that. Was that ever a fear for you? How did you navigate that and kind of get to where you are now? Uh, Yes, we have been outspoken from the beginning. So examples of this would include um, when Trump was elected, we were raising hell, we were alienating people like crazy, we didn't (laughs) care. Uh, In 2000, 
14 or 15 when Black Lives Matter movement really started. We were very outspoken about our support for it. This was at a time when almost no brands were doing so. Of course, we continue to remain supportive of Black Lives Matter. Again, we have work to do. We're not a perfect company, but I do think that it starts with having a founder and a leadership team that is that we are more dedicated and more committed to doing what's right and to protecting our team and making 305 feel like a safe space for the people that make up this company as opposed to the fear of alienating mm. potential customers. So it's just about where the values are. And I believe that if you have to kick some people out to reinforce the community that, that you really stand for, you only deepen the community. So I've never been afraid to do that. I just think it's something that's scary for a lot of business owners because we're just, you know, like normal people trying to do the best that we can. And it takes a lot of conviction and self-belief to draw that line. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, of course, like you keep saying, like everybody has room to grow. We always all do and should. But I think that 305 has been a really beautiful example of, you know, staying open to listening and listening to your community and continuing to grow, change, progress in the best ways that you can all the time. And again, it's something that I really value about the community and why I'm so drawn to it over maybe some other fitness communities. So I think it's really amazing and you guys are doing a great job at it. But so going more a little bit to the business side of things, our audience is mostly women in their 20s. So what were some of the biggest obstacles that you faced while getting 305 off the ground? Obviously, you started the company when you were in your 20s. So some of the biggest obstacles and maybe especially like at being a young woman as you were doing it. Yeah, so I faced... um... A handful of challenges, like any business owner, uh, raising money was a challenge. Opening studios was a challenge and managing construction was a challenge. This was a new world to me. And generally having the persistence and the self-belief that regardless of the challenges that came up, because really as a founder, there are more obstacles than not. That's the whole point of being a founder is you're creating mm-hmm. something that's new. Being able to persist through those challenges was I mean, I can't even really specifically name any of them. They were just, they always felt insurmountable, but I just kept going. As a young woman, I would say what has colored my perspective. I definitely think that, oh gosh, there's a lot of projections that people put on me. Mm. Um, people may read, may read me as arrogant or distant, um, more cold, excessively ambitious, less selfless, less compassionate than I think I really feel on the inside. That could be a matter of presentation and that could also just be a matter of people's certain expectations of how women should be. Yeah. This, by the way, includes other women. It's not just men that have these projections. So I think in general, we're all just walking around projecting all of our fears and anxieties onto other people. And I think one of the most powerful lessons for me has just been recognizing that not everyone's going to like me. And it, some of it has to do with who I am and how I relate to them. But a lot of it just has to do with that person's experience and background. A lot of us have mom issues. And so when we see a woman in power, we're projecting almost all of those issues onto that woman. And so I think I'm just comfortable, a little bit more comfortable these days with people not agreeing with me, not liking me. I used to get really defensive about people giving me feedback. And now I'm just realizing that I'm sitting in a seat that they're not sitting in and I'm I'm sitting from a viewpoint that they're not sharing. So, you know, I, I don't need to spend my life trying to get people to like me. I just am who I am. Absolutely. I think all of the people pleasers in the room, ourselves included, (laughs) um, needed to hear that because, you know, it it can be really hard. It can be, it can feel really hard sometimes to be scared of like disappointing someone or even someone misinterpreting what you have to say. But at the end of the day, just 
prepared. Um, yeah. We were discussing this the other day, actually, our people pleaser tendencies sometimes that the type of energy that we show up in really ultimately ends up being the type of people that we attract. And we want to attract the people that, you know, love our authentic selves. And we've been doing a lot of deep work trying to figure out what are our actual beliefs? What do we actually care for, love, stand for? What do we agree with? What do we not? Um, and learning that that it's okay to show up in that way. And it's actually, it's actually great to show up in that way. Um, so I love the way that you phrase that because I think it's something we all need to hear. So, yeah, I mean, I, I use the example of like, if you're ever walking around New York city and I guess right now in COVID, this isn't as relevant, but if you're walking around New York city and you're super rushed and you're really stressed and you've got a million things going on and someone is walking too slow in front of you, this person becomes the stupidest person of all time. They become a total moron. They become an out of towner. You just want to punch them in the face. And yet this person has done nothing to you. You know nothing about this person. So that's just an example of one of the small projections that we make. This is really our issue. And if we're if we're walking around, we're having the best day ever, then someone walking slow on the street, it's like, we don't even notice them. So being able to release yourself from people's expectations and judgments of you, I mean, they really, truly are most of that person's experience and really very little about you. Yeah. It's such a good example. Seriously. Wow. I would have never thought about that. It goes with, with being in the car, the road rage thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. If you have road rage, I mean, maybe that person who's, who you see cutting you off and all these things, like maybe they have diarrhea and they need to make it home really quickly. So it's best to just assume positive intent where you can and not make it all about you because the world isn't all about you at the end of the day. So true. Um, Kind of going off of the COVID thing, since you mentioned it as well, what were some of the biggest obstacles in like shifting the business model now because of COVID for you and your company? And do you have any advice for business owners that are also struggling, that are struggling with the shift? Yeah, it's been a challenge for for sure. It's a couple of years of setback in terms of some of our plans that we were looking to accomplish and revenue. I've been able to find some silver linings in all of this. Notably, our community is so strong. They've supported us. We've had hundreds of members continue to pay their monthly dues, honestly, just to help keep us afloat. We also pivoted online. So we grew this really big YouTube following, which I would have never done, you know, had it not been for COVID. And we launched an at-home subscription for $29 a month. And then finally, we have this amazing program that we've been working on in the background called Instructor Licensing. This is where we certify a dancer to learn what our method is. They pay us a small monthly fee and then this person can go out and teach 305 outdoors or online or at a gym. It's a really empowering model. It's so cool like basically to see the next generation of people learn to do what I did and become their own entrepreneurs for really, really, really you know, inexpensively. They get to access all the tools and our winning format and our DJ mixes and a ton of support that we give. It was always more of a passion project that we were pursuing in the background and I think that with our studios being closed, we were able to really focus on that. So we grew that from 100 instructors at the start of the pandemic to now 500. Oh I think by the end of, yeah, by the end of um, 2021, we think we'll have 2000. So we're really excited about this business model that's actually grown a ton during this time. Yeah. I mean, you, you took my next question out of my mouth because I was going to ask about the instructor certification. I mean, it's it's so cool to see 305 growing in this way as well because it's because I love it so much I want everyone to know about it and like it just feels like it's getting even more accessible because of this incredible program and it's giving women opportunity that didn't exist before so it's so cool and with the 305 online sometimes you get to see Sadie's dad so it's amazing it's even better than being a person 
<laughs> He's the yes, yes. And I, I was not a fan of at-home workouts before, but honestly, I think that this time has really pushed all of us, and you know, including 305, to up the production value and get up online. And I just took a workout in my living room and it's not quite the same, but it's close enough. And for like a quick 30 minute workout, and especially like you said, Julia, uh, if you're having a bad day, you just want need to dance and you just need to stress relieve. Like this does save the time parking or getting on the subway and all that stuff. Like in 30 minutes, I, I feel amazing. So there is definitely a place for at home and I'm glad that we're there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is lovely to be able to be with other people. I, I, we're all missing that right now, but everybody's just doing the best you can and it's certainly making the best of a bad situation. So absolutely. It's the best. Sadie, this has been incredible. You're so amazing. I'm so glad we got to sit down with you. We just have three little questions before we let you go. Um, So our first one is, do you have any like daily practices, rituals or routine that you incorporate into your day? I do. I, I wake up in the morning and I do journal just for three, five minutes I try to do it every morning. It is really helpful. Um, it's helpful just to wake up and get my brain going. Mm-hmm. It's helpful to not turn right to social media because I find I then spend like an hour on my phone and it's okay. like, what? It's just not a very way, productive way to start the day. Mm-hmm. And it just helps anchor me and set my intention. So that's really the only daily ritual. I also try to work out every day because I'm a very physical person with a lot of energy. So that's helpful. But I would say that that morning journal is really key. It's been super helpful. It's just stream of consciousness. No one has to see it. And it just, I realize what's on my mind. And I don't think I would realize it without that practice. Mm. Yes, love it. Sadie, if you could tell your 20s-year-old self one thing, could be about business or it could be just about life, what would it be? I would probably tell myself some advice about dating um, because I spent a lot of my 20s kissing frogs. <laughs> and that is that truly, and this goes back to the whole thing, like it's not personal and the world isn't about you. I did not think that timing was like a valid reason for why a relationship couldn't work. I somehow believed that like, if, if a guy just found me appealing enough, then like he would go from being a jerk to being like a really dedicated partner. It just doesn't work like that. Like when I met my husband, it's like, he happened to want to settle down in life and I happen to want to settle down in life. And if two people are not on the same page about what they want, there is no law of attraction that's just going to like make that happen. People really are on their unique life paths. Sometimes we are ships crossing in the night and that is okay. Don't try and make it work because all signs are telling you walk, don't run. Just listen to that. And sometimes we have to look for a while. Sometimes we may have to look until we're 30, 40, 50, 60. We don't get to decide when the timing happens, but it's not just about how you look or how you put yourself out there or what you say. So much of it is timing and luck and that is out of your control. Oh, you know, you're like, okay, time to pivot. (laughs) Such good advice and very relevant to myself. Right, Brenda? Yes. Like crazy relevant. (laughs) Um, And our last question for you, Sadie, you are incredible is where can people find you in 305? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, 305fitness.com. You can find us on Instagram at 305fitness. I'm Sadie Kurzban. It's kind of a mouthful, so if you don't know how to spell it, just visit 305fitness. We're also on TikTok, and I just started a little TikTok page, so you can follow me there, too. Amazing. Sadie, thank you so, so, so much. This was a blast. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts, and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With With love, love, Brenda and Julia.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.